This is On the Pony Express after Stang's post-game show. Tune in after each SMU game for reaction, exclusive interviews, and more. Check out all our SMU coverage you need at OnThePonyExpress.com. A part of the On3 network. Now, your host, Billy Embody. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the After Stang Show. I am Billy Embody, live at Shug's Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza, recapping SMU's 59-14 win over Navy, a ticket punch to the AAC championship game against Tulane. With me to kick off the show, SMU linebacker Ahmad Walker. Ahmad, thanks for joining us, man. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, it was a dominating performance uh, for you guys. What was the mentality like going into this one after an emotional win on the road against Memphis that, you know, kind of was was viewed as almost like a play in game a week ago? Oh, well, you know, we just had to hit the reset button, um, you know, just go back to how we do day one things. Um, you know, we just had to go out there and uh, do our job and everything. You know, this week was just about going out there, doing our job and playing disciplined football. And you have come into this SMU defense and been a part of what has been an incredible turnaround. I know you weren't here last year. Things were very different. This was a, a team that had to score tons of points to keep up with opposing teams. What has been that change in mentality, though? What has been the mentality of this defense from the moment a lot of you guys got here in the spring to now? Um, I think it's just a lot of guys want to, you know, a lot of guys want to get to the ball. You know, a lot of guys want to play with effort. So, you know, I feel like it's just a lot of, want to on this defense and everything because, you know, all the guys want to play. Everybody wants to get on the tackle. So, you know, it's just a lot of want on this defense. What was reuniting with Coach Simons, Coach Messer, Coach Hunley? What was that like in the process for you? Uh, I mean, it felt like home. You know, uh, those are the guys that, you know, originally recruited me at Liberty, uh, you know, gave me the chance to that really count on me to come in and make plays in college football. So, you know, it just felt like coming back home. What are the key components of this defense that have made it so successful from your vantage point this year? Mm, I feel like everybody just running to the ball. And, you know, we always preach effort, you know, just getting to the ball. You know, whenever you got 11 guys trying to run to the ball, you know, that's a great thing because, you know, you know, we might have a missed tackle or anything, but, you know, you got guys right there that's coming in to make the tackle. And for you guys this year, uh, you guys you know, were kind of like a buzzsaw early on in conference play. You guys ran into some – tougher offenses as things went on. How did you guys re kind of reset for this Navy game just because it is such a different, you know, attack that you're facing? Um, you know, it's just always about us. You know, that's what we always preach. It's always about us. Um, it doesn't matter what anybody else does. We got to go out there and play Mustang football. So, you know, that's what we did today. Yeah, let's talk about that game a little bit. 14 points. I think kind of looked up about halfway through the second quarter. I know you don't have the stats on the sideline there, but yeah. I think it was 18 total yards. Did you – did it surpass expectations? Yeah, it was, need uh, expectations? Yeah, it was uh, actually, I know it was a uh, coach came in and told us it was like uh, 15 yards before they popped that one run. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, that's just that's just good football right there. You know, playing the option team uh, offense, you know, they want to run the ball. Uh, you know, it was just pivotal. We came out there and stopped the run. You guys see Preston go down. What what's that like? I mean, what's the emotions of kind of seeing that happen? Like? Uh, you know, I, I just feel for him. Uh, I know what it's like to be injured. Um, you know, he's just got to keep his head up and keep working and get healthy. You know, um, I feel for my guy pressing. Sorry that it happened. Yeah. Um, you guys might have to end up playing with Kevin. 
what do you know about him? I know you've only been around him a year. What, what are you kind of seeing from him and observe from him? Um, I don't think it's going to be no drop off in the offense. Uh, Kev's he's a great quarterback. He can sling the ball. You know, he can run. He can do stuff with his feet. So, you know, I think we'll be okay. What What are the emotions like to get to a championship game like you guys are going to play now? Um, it's going to be a lot of emotions on the sideline and everything. Um, but, you know, we just got to remain humble, keep playing Mustang football. Um, what, as you've adjusted to this defense, who are some of the guys that you've gotten close with and, and kind of helped kind of form some bonds with this year? Uh, definitely the guys in the linebacker room. You know, those are my guys. Um, uh, Chris Adamore, Jaquanis Burns, uh, Kobe Wilson, you know, Kilgore, everybody, you know, all of them, those are my guys. You know, I just – I love being around them, love playing with them, and I just love everything about them. Uh, yeah, what is that like with Coach Crum in the room? Because, you know, Coach Simons, obviously you knew him a lot. Uh, same with Coach Hunley and guys like that. But he, you you knew the defense better than Coach Coach Crum did yeah. going into this year. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, Coach Crum, he just – we got to meet the standard. You know, whatever the standard is, that's what we got to meet. So, you know, he's preaching that to us every day. It doesn't matter who's on the field. The standard's the standard. You know, that's what he always tells us. So, who's ever out there, you got to meet the standard. What's he like as a, as a coach? Uh, coach Crum, he's a great coach, you know. Um, you know, he's going to be on you a lot. He's going to coach you hard, but, you know, he's also going to love on you. He's going to crack jokes with you and everything. He's a great coach, great guy. You you have a room that will lose Chris Adamora. Uh, you've got young talent like Alex Kilgore, Brandon Maizono. You've got uh, Jaquandis Burns in there. you got a bunch of guys. Yes, sir. What's, what's it like that pretty much all you guys are going to be back next year? Uh, you know, I mean – just got to take the next step, you know, keep taking each step every year. So, you know, it's just going to be a lot of fun, you know, play with those guys again, continue to bond with them and everything. I'm just ready. Have you watched much of uh, Tulane this year? Did you uh, watch yesterday? Uh, I actually didn't. You know, I was just trying to focus on our game, you know, because um, regardless, it was still about us, um, no matter who it was that we had to play. So, you know, we just tried to – I just tried to focus on us and uh, focus on Navy at the time. What's – a guy who's a guy that this year has been somebody that maybe has surprised you a little bit on that defense in terms of how they've stepped up. Um, definitely like some of the guys in the safety group. Um, Isaiah, you know, he's a young guy back there. You know, um, you know, he comes down here, makes tackles, also as well as Ma Moses. You know, he stands out to me because he's a young guy back there too. You know, it's not easy playing safety, coming down, filling that hole. So you know, they got a great upside to them. You come from the state of Georgia where you play for one of the programs in yes, the state sir. of Georgia. First of all, are you keeping track of the, the high school playoffs going yeah, back? Yeah, I did. Right they, uh, they they came up short last yeah. night, but that's okay, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, some guys are going to bounce back every year like we do. But, yeah, I just – I feel like that really shaped me into the player that I am, just, you know, playing tough, hard-nosed football in Georgia. Yeah, Warner Robins High School, though, for yes, you guys sir. out there listening. How do you take some of that championship mentality that you learned – in high school and apply it to this situation now? Is there anything that you can and other guys that have been on winning teams that have gone up and gotten across the finish line kind of impact on these guys? Um, you know, just being a leader and, you know, always uplifting guys and everything, you know. Um, you know, whenever you got leaders on the field besides the coaches, you know, you know you got a great program and a great team because you got guys that can say things to each other and nobody's, like, getting mad about it, um, you know, getting upset. You know, it's just, okay, I got you and we keep it pushing. You guys have brought in a lot of veterans uh, for this season, especially on defense. Jonathan McGill, Chris uh, Chris Megginson, Charles Woods, Jordan Miller. I mean, just the list kind of goes on. What have you guys felt like this has been this kind of special run 
for for those types of guys that have been around college football a while like yourself and just haven't broken through? Uh, yeah, I mean, whenever you get a lot of guys that's played a lot of football together, you know, you're going to have a great bond. You're going to have a great team. So, you know, just it's going to hurt uh, seeing those guys leave next year, no cap. But, um, but yeah, it's just having those veterans back there, especially in the back end, just makes it a lot easier for us in the front end. Uh, I forgot who we interviewed this week uh, leading up to this game. I think Tyler, but it's hard to keep your mind present and not look ahead. Yes, sir. Now that you guys have gotten through conference play undefeated, now you go play Tulane. You have one game, one focus, and then you can let the rest, you know, be figured out in terms of a bowl game. How did you guys? How did how did you guys accomplish that throughout the season? Now that you kind of can kind of look back. Um, you know, we set a um a destination at the beginning of the season, and you know, we just kept working towards. You know, we didn't talk about it, we didn't speak on it. You know, we knew where we wanted to get to, so you know, it was just about taking it one game at a time. Is it more fun to? maybe go on the road in a true road environment and do yeah. and, and at least take, take the shot. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of fun going on the road. Cause you know, it's just, it's you and the guy next to you, you and the guys next to you. So, you know, it's just a lot of fun going in there, you know, everybody against you and then you come out with a win, you know, just a great feeling. There's a, you know, not much you can take schematically uh, this game uh, in terms of what you're going to see next week, but what are some of the things overall that you can take away from this game? What maybe stood out to you from your vantage point? Um, playing disciplined football, you know, uh, we can take that in the next week. You know, every team needs to be playing disciplined football, and that's what we did today. Uh, for you guys to get it done, it, there are a lot of questions maybe on, on who's going to be taking the ball next week at, you know, quarterback for this team. Is that an opportunity for this defense to make just another statement and say, hey, we've done this, now it's our turn to, to kind of step back up again? Um, most definitely. I feel like we got to go out there and make a statement every week. You know, um, you know, the offense, they depend on us. We depend on the offense. That's just how it works. So, you know, if offense doesn't score, then, you know, we lose the game. But if we let them score, we're going to lose the game. So, you know, it's just back and forth between us. In uh, about a week, from Monday, December 4th, uh, will come. The transfer portal will open. SMU is going to go after more guys uh, yes, to obviously make the move to the ACC with. First of all, what are you excited about with the ACC? If I can, you know, if you can look ahead for a little uh, bit. I mean, just a little background story. You know, coming out of high school, I didn't have any uh, P5 offers or anything. So, you know, um, it feels very personal to me. You know, um, I just want to thank the man above because, you know, uh, I really bet on myself, came here to SMU, and, you know, we ended up joining the ACC, you know, um, I can't be more grateful for that. Um, I'm just very thankful. So I'm just ready to get to work, finish this season off first. Uh, appreciate Pony Sports DTX for uh, stepping up and, and helping you get here with me, uh, sitting right here. December 4th, we are going to have a kickoff event for the transfer portal. So check that out at ontheponyexpress.com. It'll be at Azona's 6 to 8 p.m. if you want to learn more about Pony Sports DTX. What does uh, an organization like that do for a program when they can go out and support you guys? I mean, it does a lot, you know, um, you know, the Boulevard, you know, Pony Sports, everything, you know, they just, they're they're behind SMU 100%, 1,000%, matter of fact. Um, you know, they'll do whatever uh, to, you know, bring the guys in and everything. You know, it's just great just knowing that you got people like that just supporting you and ready to just do anything they can for you. Well, a lot of people are ready to support you guys on Saturday as you guys take on Tulane, 3 o'clock on ABC for the AAC championship game. Any closing thoughts Did you got, that you guys are now finally here and have made it? Uh, we just got to keep doing this, play Mustang football. Yep, there he is. Mod Walker, thanks for joining the On the Pony Express podcast. We appreciate you. 
Uh, we are going to be back in just a second. We'll get a mod out of here. We will let you guys listen to what Rhett Lashley had to say on Preston Stone's injury and kind of where things stand here early. Not much of an update, but uh, a little bit of notes from Rhett Lashley now uh, on Preston Stone, who left the game in the first half. There's a chance, you know, I mean, obviously he was in a lot of pain. It's his ankle. So, you know, is it a sprain? Is it a broken ankle? I, we're not sure yet. Um, sometimes those things you got to take not only x-rays, which we don't have MRIs at this building and all that. So, you know, he was in the locker room celebrating with the team in good spirits. Um, you know, it wasn't in many pain right then. So there's a chance, you know, obviously it's never good when your quarterback has to ride off into the locker room. But um, we'll know more probably by tomorrow. There we are, Ahmad Walker uh, out the door to enjoy the rest of his Saturday. And SMU getting it done on the field today. But look, guys, uh, a lot of this show, I'm sure, is going to be about Preston Stone and kind of where things stand. Kevin Jennings did come into the game, and we know Kevin and what he's able to do. Won a state championship at South Oak Cliff, brought them uh, really back to being one of those elite power programs in the state of Texas from the high school ranks. And now he's probably going to get the ball against Tulane in that AAC championship game. And, you know, I think this game, there was nothing that SMU could do in terms of getting him more action or experience to help him play against Tulane. So they took him out. Uh, he completed two or four passes for 26 yards. Um, I believe he uh, did finish off that drive that Preston Stone got hurt on with Tyler Levine uh, running it in for another touchdown. But there was just nothing the staff could do, really. He has gone in at key moments in the past, played against Memphis last last year, led a 90-yard touchdown uh, drive at the end of the first half. Um, he has gone in against Tulsa and led SMU last year to a win. He's gotten enough experience where you've got to feel good about where things stand and you could not get him hurt. And he has a lot of talent. So it makes a lot of sense that he could get a few snaps and then get him out of there and let Alex Padilla and Keldrick Luster finish things off in the second half. Did Preston's injury impact the plays that you and Coach Woods called? Absolutely. You used Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. You even had to pull one zone read and you're like screaming, get down. Just because you don't know. And, um, you know, now once you get to that point, you're one more play away from it, it getting real thin. And so he was going to start the second half. They took the long drive, and then we picked it and ran back for a touchdown. So by the time we got the ball, half the quarter was gone, and we're up now more. And it just didn't make any sense. So we were able to get Alex and Keldrick in there, and uh, we were doing our best we could to get out of there without any more injuries or anything like that. Yeah, so SMU uh, is going to face Tulane with uh, Kevin Jennings potentially. Preston Stone, potentially. Um, this is going to be a fun matchup, though. Uh, SMU went on the road last year and got beat pretty good by Tulane. Now they're going back to New Orleans looking to win a conference championship, a very different football team that SMU is bringing in uh, to this game. Uh, and we know that from the course of this season. Not only now will we have to watch the quarterback uh, situation play out, which at this point, I would expect Kevin Jennings to play. Um, but you do have a defense that is ranked among the college football's best this season. They were able to once again make a statement, um, basically playing the entire second half with backups in, gave up 253 yards uh, of total offense uh, in the first half. Uh, and this is where you you know kind of get into advanced analytics. The first half, 
139 total yards, first quarter, 23 total yards. So a good showing for SMU. Uh, they shut them out in the second half defensively. Uh, it was it was a nice finish to uh, the regular season in which they played uh, so well. And Ahmad Moses uh, had a terrific uh, run against uh, Navy at nine tackles. Felt like he had a lot more. Um, but this was a game j- that just fit him overall as SMU uh, rolled him out there for plenty of snaps. You know, Ahmad can really run and hit. And this game fit his skill set really well. Um, Coach Simons did a good job of the positions he put the safeties in. You know, McGill and Isaiah on the wings and, and, and Ahmad playing that option is the deep safety. But in that, it's really zero. And he's running sideline to sideline with the option. And he's the guy who's got to go take the pitch every time. And um, that just fits his game because he's downhill. He can run and he can tackle. And to your point, he only had nine tackles, which is shocking to me. But, like, I bet there's a bunch of times he disrupted the play for the other guy to make the tackle. And, and so we felt like he would have to have a big game for us, and he did. Yes, he sure did. Nine tackles on the day, two tackles for loss uh, for Ahmad Moses. Uh, let's jump into some questions here, guys. Um, of course, Preston Stone uh, is the one that everybody wants to know about, but SMU did have a few other injuries. Jordan Miller uh, was helped off the field. He's going to be fine uh, from what we've heard already. Uh, you do have uh, Alex Kilgore who got uh, nicked up late in the game. Not really sure what uh, he had, but uh, he should be fine from what it sounded like. Um, and then um, – Braden Flowers looks like a a tough injury uh, that he got as well uh, in that game. So, um, you know, they are uh, – I know I'm on – yeah, I'm fine. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, got people knocking at the window, and unfortunately can't help them. Um, you know, for SMU uh, to uh, uh, get out of the game outside of Preston Stone – relatively uh you know safe on the injury front is big um we saw the mass exodus after after the Braden Flowers injury quite honestly uh, as they got guys out of uh out of the game but let's go back to the Preston Stone injury um as I'm kind of answering some questions here as we go through this now uh, but Preston Stone being potentially out for this game against Tulane is big news uh, but for SMU they're going to be you know turning to Kevin Jennings uh if he uh, is indeed having to take the start, which it looked a lot more serious than, uh, you know, the concussion situation played out with Preston Stone earlier this year. Uh, a great thing is he's already prepared uh, this season, a full week to be a starting quarterback for SMU. And then you've got um, the whole fact that he's gone into pressure filled situations and been able to step up for this team in the past, which is always a good sign. You want your backup quarterback to be able to um, just, you know, go into situations and be, be himself and move the football up and down the field. And uh, that is what Kevin Jennings has been able to do since being at SMU. It's a little different than Preston Stone. He isn't necessarily going to run around all day back there, but he is somebody that uh, can certainly throw a bullet of a football. Uh, His first pass uh, on the sideline was one that stuck out in a big way uh, just when he got in the game after Preston's injury. Um, But he's also very calm. He doesn't say much. He's pretty quiet. Uh, If you saw our interview with him, earlier this season as he was preparing to start potentially against North Texas. He was pretty quiet, um, and that's just kind of how he is. Uh, but he has the respect of that locker room. And, and Rhett Lashley said it afterwards. They feel like they have two starting quarterbacks, and it's true. Uh, it's a weird kind of feeling right now with how much depth SMU has at the quarterback position and talent, uh, but they've been able to navigate it fairly well. Kevin's gotten a good number of 
of game reps uh, this season with some of the blowouts and while also at the same time keeping him safe overall. Um, question. Uh, so from the offense, uh, Fountain Connoisseur asks, uh, what should we expect? I don't think it's going to be too different. What I do say is that you're going to see a little bit more um, potentially kind of RPO style rollouts. Um, you know, Kevin does a really nice job reading uh, the end and, and figuring out whether to give the ball on the run or keep it. But then what we've seen at times is he has the option to throw the ball down the field. And I kind of equate it to when Rhett Lashley and, and uh, that Auburn, those Auburn teams had Nick Marshall. Nick Marshall was uh, really, really good in that RPO kind of system for Auburn. And they were able to uh, really use his ability to move around well and, um, you know, make plays. And so I think Kevin Jennings will have that as well. Uh, with LJ Johnson and Jalen Knighton, that's a question we're getting a lot as well. They were sat out and and resting up. So they have had injuries throughout the season. And SMU went with Tyler Levine, who what a special day for him to go out the way he did with three touchdowns on seven carries for 49 yards. Kamar Wheaton had 11 carries, 46 yards. Um, and you had Moochie Dixon, four receptions for 125 yards, two touchdowns. RJ Maryland, three receptions for 64 yards. Uh Jordan Hudson, two receptions, 42 yards, and a touchdown. SMU got rolling, built a 28-0 lead. Uh, a muff punt, a muffed uh, punt uh, by SMU gave Navy their first touchdown. Navy turned around and gave SMU uh, a special teams touchdown as well, doing basically the exact same thing. So special teams are going to have to continue to find ways to get better uh, in a one-week period uh, as SMU can't have special teams woes really hurt them at Tulane. Uh, there were three different guys returning punts, uh, Roger Daniels, Jonathan McGill, who up the punt, and Jake Bailey. So it's uh, something, again, they're going to have to try to put a Band-Aid on for a week and figure it out. Um, SMU alum 11 asks, why aren't coaches telling quarterbacks to fall down or throw it away when the game is already decided? They might have uh, if you were at the game, which I'm not sure if you were. Um, uh, you would have heard over the loudspeaker that when Jonathan McGill up the punt basically they had just told him uh to not field the ball inside the tent and he filled the ball inside the tent so there's only so much coaches can say and do in certain situations but yeah i mean when you scramble around unfortunately like preston stone did and for as long as he did you can always open yourselves up to you know more opportunities for things to go wrong um and, and that goes for if he was scrambling around and everything was fine but he threw an interception or got hit from behind and fumbled the ball and he was fine. You know, things can happen in the course of a game and play. And when you do those types of things and, and just kind of get in those weird situations, sometimes uh, that happens. Uh, when it comes to recruits, uh, we don't have too many guys that we have confirmed that were there, uh, quite honestly. Uh, but uh, we'll have a list for our subscribers at OnThePonyExpress.com as far as what we can assemble. Um, I will say I saw one of them last night put on an absolute show. Uh, in the Texas high school uh, state playoffs. So um, the chances of winning the uh, AAC without Preston Stone, they don't impact how, honestly, I'd pick that game. And, and I know that sounds weird, but Kevin Jennings has a lot of respect in this locker room. Kevin Jennings has done a lot of good things over the course of his SMU career in his limited opportunities. He has gotten experience against good teams. He's gotten experience against bad teams. Uh, he's been in different situations. And, you know, basically – I. Next week on the podcast might be story time about Kevin Jennings, but he is just a guy that so many 
coaches over the course of his career have completely left their their careers up to him in a way in terms of how can he produce how can he help this team just give kevin the ball and get out of the way and and that's something that stands out so we'll talk a lot more about him uh, as we get maybe a finalized word on Preston's status uh this week on the podcast but um, love that you enjoyed Shugs. It, it is an awesome place. They do open at 6 p.m. for after-hours service. The staff is in here getting ready right now. It is in Mockingbird Plaza. Not only do they have bagels uh, with all sorts of combinations that you can do, they have great rolls and sandwiches. Um, the chicken cutlets here are awesome. The pizza, uh, the pizza sandwich, I think, is one of them as well. Uh, all really good stuff here at Shugs Bagels in Mockingbird Plaza. They also just opened a location on lemon at the old great American hero uh, sandwich shop. So um, pony fan 81, we covered pretty much the other injuries. Uh, Marcus Bryant uh, was out with a concussion this week. That's why PJ Williams got the start at left tackle. And Marcus Bryant is expected to play against Tulane. He'll be back from that concussion protocol. From what we hear, Hyron white, it's not looking as good. He's got, um, he was, his arm has been in a sling the last two weeks. So we'll see, but uh, he has not been able to play. Um, so Cal pony, uh, during the Tulane UTSA game, the announcers kept mentioning the absence of two of Tulane's top receivers as justification for Pratt's poor performance. He only threw for 125 yards. And he had any of the status for those receivers next week. Um, one of them was warming up uh, in the game. Um, uh, in the game uh, pregame. And they ended up not using him uh, uh, at all. So I forget which one. I'm going to try to Google it right now. Uh, but then the other one, Lawrence and it might have been Lawrence Keyes that uh, was um, was uh, warming up, but um, I can't find it right now. But uh, the the uh, one of them is going to be back, and then the other one is is not expected back, from what I understand. So I'm going to try to get their names and see if it jogs my memory right now. Um, kind of like the team, I've been focused on uh, Navy and and getting ready for the transfer portal season and all of that. Um, see i think lawrence keys is the one that was warming up and uh chris brazell played as well i saw somebody tag me in a highlight of his one of his trainers so let's see if lawrence keys pops up and gives us something um lawrence keys is out and that might be the one that he's out for a while jaquan jackson with the ankle um is one that uh, at one time asked me to commit, by the way, uh, might be able to go. I think he might have been the one war- warming up. Um, so anyway, uh, we'll try to get to that this this week, guys, uh, as uh, SMU will face Tulane. We'll talk a lot more Tulane um, on the podcast later this week uh, for sure. Um, so be sure to subscribe to OnThePonyExpress.com 50 50- percent off annual subscriptions right now to celebrate the AAC championship game birth or you can always subscribe uh, for just a dollar for your first two months using code SMU1 uh, that is SMU the number one uh, in the code so uh, subscribe while we'll injury updates while we'll recruiting uh, updates transfer portal starting to heat up coaching changes are happening so that'll allow guys to enter the portal so maybe some early guys that can get talked to by SMU as well before the December 4th transfer portal window officially opening which by the way we are doing that kickoff party december 4 6 to 8 in conjunction with pony sports dtx from 6 to 8 at ozona's barn grill 
right next to SMU. So come by. We'll have some special guests. We'll do some interviews. We'll talk about NIL and the transfer portal and what it means. So bring your friends if you're not subscribed to On the Pony Express. Bring your friends if they're not donating to Pony Sports GTX and let them learn more. Couchum, uh, given Stone's injury rate, is there a possibility we don't want him back next year and move on? No. Uh, STL Pony, was the mood down for the team after the game, or are they going to be able to celebrate this great milestone? This is an interesting question because, and and Rhett Lashley, he, he had a good quote about this uh, as well. Um, he said uh, that that this team really hasn't, honed in on a lot of that throughout the course of the year. They are focused day in, day out on what is what they can do to accomplish their goal that week, which is cliche, but go one and oh, because you can't have big games if you don't go one and oh each week. So he had a really good quote, I felt like in terms of addressing what kind of history SMU is making and if they have really talked about it with their players a little bit probably not to the extent that that they will be I mean we've talked about it at times this year when we've done things that haven't been done in a long time um <clears throat> we've you know usually when we celebrate and look back hey this was done cool but try to keep them present keep them in the moment which they've done as good a job as any team I've ever been around doing that week to week this year and so um and like we talked about in the locker room you know step one of the goals accomplished we made it there you know I've used the analogy we made it to the final group of Sunday at Augusta and now we got to see how we can play on on Sunday but um you know the job's not finished yet no it's not uh gotta go uh on the road to Tulane uh and beat a Tulane team that uh just beat UTSA um on Friday they won 29-16 they get to host uh they're 11-1 on the season and of course SMU will uh have their hands full I mean this is a, a Tulane team that has kind of battled through um you know, losing Ty J Spears, their their star running back off last season's uh, uh, roster, and and just kind of keep chugging with uh, an offense that uh, is good. Kind of you know just gets the job done. That's a thing about Tulane. Kind of an early look here, but they just get it done. Um, and and that is um, you know really the interesting piece of all of that in, in terms of kind of evaluating them. So. The team celebrated. I could hear them as uh, we were sitting in the post-game press conference room waiting. Uh, they were having a good time. Um, and I even saw, you know, some of the veterans, which, you know, you might expect some of them to really, like, you know, be bittersweet about it. But, I mean, Ahmad Walker, great guy, uh, was in here feeling pretty good. I saw Tyler Levine after the game. He was feeling pretty good. Um, all those things. So, they're enjoying it. But I think when you also – you win by this margin. Like, I went down to the field. I normally I normally don't go down to the field – kind of that early, but I was down there for the last couple of minutes of the game. And I was expecting this kind of big, like, all right, we did it, you know, going to the championship game. Now it was just game over, shake hands, go uh, to the Navy fight song, um, and then head over for SME alma mater, and then, you know, move move on and, and go to the locker room. People were happy and people were celebrating, but uh, this team just kind of, when you have a whole half to digest that you are going, it does kind of subdue, subdue it a little bit, but I don't think it was injury. Um, uh, let's see. Um, old lax guy. What, what do I think the keys are for next week? I mean, special, special teams has to find a way to improve. Um, it is, uh, definitely something that, you know, is kind of hanging over. Um, that's number one. Number two is start fast. And, 
it's something where SMU has done a really good job of. And they've found ways throughout this season, in particular against conference opponents, to jump all over them early, for the most part. And setting yourself on the up on the road with a kind of jump-started, you know, up 14 or, you know, kind of race out to 10 nothing lead, things like that, it just sets you up to really have a chance to do it and, and get it done. And so starting fast is really going to be important. And I, I, a turnover, SMU has done a great job turning, forcing turnovers. That's going to be important. Winning the turnover battle is key as well. So I know there, those are all the cliches, but that's going to be, those are the keys uh, for this week. Uh, let's see. We are rolling through a lot of um, uh, discussion around Preston Stone and his future now. Uh, all right, Beacon's Pony, does Tulane game plan differently with Kevin Henry Jennings at the helm? I don't think so. I think, if anything, there's probably a little less of like, hey, he's going to run around and and do some of the things that, I mean, like, for example, when Preston got hurt, uh, Kevin doesn't do that as much. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they game plan, changed the game plan too much. Uh, who or what was the biggest surprise of the game? Uh, shout out Jackson Lavender uh, had his first career reception as a Mustang. So I I just felt like this is a game that SMU try to get escape and get out of and all those things. Uh, but they were able to uh, you know kind of cruise by and 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 just dominate. I mean I I it wasn't that I didn't think SMU could dominate. I just felt like Navy would find a way to milk a little bit more clock. I mean that first quarter I think was a solid like 45, 50 minutes. Um, so this was a long game. Uh, Moochie Dixon, I love that for him. I think he's a surprise of the day. Not that I'm high on Moochie overall, but I mean, he made that touchdown, that second touchdown grab was one handed uh, back shoulder. Uh, that was awesome. Uh, he's the first 100 yard receiver for SMU this season. Uh, Rhett Lashley joked after the game that uh, he was a little ticked at him for uh, getting that. Um, let me see if the soccer game is uh, free to go to. Um, uh, let me see. Tickets. Um, had a question in the chat. The, the men's soccer team, uh, it's they're five. It's five bucks. It's five five to eight dollars to go if you uh, log on to SMU right now, and and find uh, those. Uh, the men's soccer team hosts Oregon State in the NCAA round of sixteen Saturday night, seven p.m. Central, um, at Washburn Soccer Stadium on the hilltop. Uh, all right. So back to uh, questions. Um, I would say Mucci was the biggest surprise. Uh, Isaiah Wachobia continues to make plays, has a 74-yard pick six. Um, uh, he's just been awesome all season. Same with Ahmad Moses uh, stepping up. That was good to see. Um, next question, are you hearing much on the transfer front? Yes, but can't talk about it on the pod. Uh, we'll talk about it on the on the Pony Express message board. So subscribe today if you haven't already, which, of course, you have Beacons Pony. So appreciate you, but uh, I'm hearing a lot. And uh, that's why uh, you should tell your friends to subscribe to the site and tell uh, your friends if they're SMU fans to donate to Pony Sports DTX. We appreciate helping out with the mod Walker. Um, if SMU doesn't do a New Year's Six Bowl, which in all likelihood, if they beat Tulane, they should jump uh, up enough to do the New Year's Six Bowl. What would the next best option be? I, I think playing like a Fenway Bowl against a like high-profile opponent. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. Um, so that that would be, you know, my my choice. Somewhere cool for the team to go to against a high-profile opponent. Um, 
Uh, FW Silver asked, looking at Kevin Jennings recruiting, he wasn't offered by many of the schools. Was he under the radar or did the recruiting services miss on him? I mean, for, all right, first of all, in terms of recruiting service misses on him, like right now, I mean, he is a backup quarterback at a soon-to-be power three school. If he turns out to be this all ACC type of quarterback, then yeah, absolutely. Recruiting services miss on him. If he can find a way to sniff the NFL, yeah, definitely a miss. And I and I said this I when SMU landed him, I told our staff at the time to go back and look at him and say, hey, man, this guy doing it at a high level at, at SOC, let him do a state championship. He's like the only guy they got on offense, all those things. So it's a miss, but he has not started a game yet at SMU. So like, let's not get that far. Um, he was not offered by many schools. Missouri State uh, was where he was committed to, and then SMU flipped him late after watching him play against Lovejoy in the state playoffs. Um, let's see. Um, uh, the real pony boy, last question of the pod. Uh, right now we are good enough to be fourth or fifth best team in the ACC out of 17. Oh, all right. That's just a statement. That's probably, probably pretty on point. Um, it, it would all kind of be, um, you know, uh, summed up by that. Um, they, they probably can, can be at that level overall. Um, but we'll see, they need to address the offensive defensive lines. Uh, you know, they'll have to bring in two start two corners, probably kind of address that position again. I love Jalen Davis Robinson. I think he's going to be good. They've got some other guys, but, uh, they're going to, uh, just have to keep adding talent. I mean, that's the name of the game. Uh, if they want to be at that level going into the ACC in year one. So um, with that, guys, uh, we're going to wrap this up. I will say uh, this is a special senior group. Uh, a lot of them are uh, going to move on and, and do great things. But uh, one of them in particular, Tyler Levine, uh, got Rhett Lashley to cry once again. So we've talked a little bit about Tyler and what he was able to do today. But uh, I think this is the second, maybe third time this year that Rhett Lashley has cried about Tyler Levine. So we'll kind of end the show with that. So well-deserved. Um did it last week too so um what that kid means to this place to this team uh, he's special and uh, you know he was going to start because it was senior day he did he got to start and him and Kamar were going to get a bulk of the reps we we did potentially see a scenario where Jalen and LJ went in so they were available but like I said by the time it's 21-0 like let's we didn't have to I thought Coach Hall did a good job of managing that um but you know for him to get those three touchdowns Tyler way running right up the middle like it was uh it was really cool sure was uh this is a cool season guys and whatever happens uh next saturday 3 p.m central at tulane uh, i think people need to remember that and uh this is not easy to do and you can look at memphis and see where they're sitting at right now and the teams they've lost to and all that and and they haven't been able to you know they didn't get over the hump and, and go to a conference championship. You know, UTSA with all those vets who won uh, the Conference USA title last year, um, SMU uh, is undefeated in conference play, uh, which is pretty incredible stuff. And uh, they're going to be playing for an AAC championship game. A couple quick notes. Uh, SMU has 11 conference titles. A win would be their 12th. This is their first trip to the AAC title game and first conference championship game appearance since 2010 when yours truly was about seventh string on the depth chart. 
Uh, SMU's eight known conference play this season, 11 or 13 and three overall uh, under Brett Lashley in AAC games. <clears throat> First eight no record in program history in conference play. Um, oh, I take that back. All right. Eighth undefeated conference record in program history. First since 7 0 and 1 in 1982. Um, so the other ones were all back in the 20s, 30s, 40s um, in terms of, uh, you know, perfect records over the course of the season 5 and 0, 6 and 0, things like that. Some of them have had ties, but uh, SMU, the first 8 0 record in conference play in program history. They'll take on Tulane, 3 p.m. Central on ABC. We'll be down there covering it for you guys at ontheponyexpress.com. So be sure to subscribe to On the Pony Express. We've had a bunch of people subscribe. We appreciate you guys jumping on board. Um, and it has been an absolute blast uh, covering this team. So more work to be done for the Mustangs. We'll be there to cover it for you guys the rest of the way. Um, with that, hope you guys enjoyed the After Stang Show. We will catch you guys uh, next week from New Orleans uh, with another edition of the After Stang Show. Come check out uh, Shug's Bagels uh, before you go out to the soccer game if you're doing that. They're right here next to campus. Um, and we will um, we will appreciate you guys that do that for them. So thanks for listening to this edition, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the On the Pony Express podcast with Billy Embody. Follow us on your socials on X at SMU on 3 and on Instagram at On3SMU. And keep it locked to OnThePonyExpress.com for more coverage. <laughs>